You're listening to Source Fabric FM. I'm here with Michael Menes from the Knight Foundation. So, Michael, what is it that you uh, do at the Knight Foundation? Um, so, I run the journalism and media innovation uh, part of Knight, and what we do there is really focus on three areas uh, journalism excellence. Um, innovators and entrepreneurs in the news and information space, and then open systems around information flow and data. So for those that don't know, the, the Knight Foundation is a, is a charitable foundation that um, funds uh, innovation in journalism uh, generally? Um, yeah, so we, uh, we're actually a private foundation. Uh, we generate um, our... our uh, we in any given year generate about 100 to 110 million dollars that we give away. Um, uh, besides the journalism program, we have a, a communities program that in, is in, emphasized uh, in the communities where Knight used to operate newspapers, and then also initiatives that go across uh, communities as a whole or as a concept. Um, so things like civic innovation, that type of thing. And then we also have an arts program where we focus on uh, once again the communities where Knight had uh, the Knight family where the where the foundation was set up by operated newspapers um, in those communities we also do specifically arts projects so the landscape for um, regional newspapers and city newspapers in the US must have tra- changed you know beyond all recognition since the days of the, the Knight brothers yeah completely right so I mean one of the things is the obviously uh, at the time were one of the largest newspaper companies uh, uh, um, in North America, and at one point, the largest newspaper company in North America. Um, and obviously, the foundation was set up because of the robust nature of how strong the business was at that time. Um, completely different story now, obviously, dealing with a lot of disruption. Um, we actually think that this is a really exciting time in journalism. There's more tools than journalists have ever had before. Uh, the ability, the democratization of, of journalism is really... Uh, change the landscape, um, but also uh, at the same time, we know it's difficult. A lot of the, uh, a lot of the things that newspapers subsidize, investigative reporting, enterprise reporting, the newsrooms are smaller. There's not as much resources devoted to that. So while there's more opportunity than ever, there's also things during the transition that we're trying to make sure are uh, persevere through the through the transition. So what's driven the foundation towards um, the open web mm-hmm. and uh, these kind of open technologies um, that you've been funding? Yeah, so we feel like, one, those things are uh, extensions of the First Amendment uh, in the U.S., meaning the freedom of speech issues, um, that, that access to when, as things become more digital, you having the access to the get to that information, so actually being able to get online and also uh, being able to... Um, engage with those things and produce content we feel like is really uh, aligned with the notion of what free, freedom of speech is um, and so the in result of that the open systems and open web are really we believe is important because again it's democratizing um, also that it allows you to um, to do the best kind of things around crowdsourcing with it where you can actually conceivably make better products because it's open and then people are doing things um, that the 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 kind of ethics and value set around the open web fits really strongly with the, what we believe journal is really important with journalism you know that uh, it's engaging it, it builds a community um, it helps people stay informed you can become an active part of the destiny of what it is all those things align with how we see engaged communities behaving so the foundation has had a partnership with the Mozilla Foundation mm-hmm. sometime, and you've um, 
help the uh, the Knight um, Fellows That's right. get into newsrooms around the U.S. Could you tell us more about that program? Sure. So it uh, it's uh, well now we're in our third class of Knight uh, Mozilla Fellows. Um, so the program started um, originally was the idea of just trying to get. Uh, people who had engineering and development skills inside of newsrooms, so te- technologists talking in newsrooms, um, and the uh, it evolved though. What we found in that first class was there's a, a bit of a tendency and a danger for the newsrooms to say, "Oh, great, now we have this person that can just work on the you know content management system or some program that was broken." And really, the idea is to build new programs and new products and new approaches to it. So we shifted in the second class. Uh, where we did uh, introduce human-centered design. We had them go into a newsroom, study a newsroom, have conversations about that. And then when they deployed, they had a lot more acceleration in, into that. Um, so now the, the third, this third iteration uh, we have, one of the other things that we've added to it that we've learned is keeping them together as a cohort um, and making them, um, enabling them to get together even though they're in far-flung newsrooms, actually they're international. There's there's three domestic and two internationalists in this class, and um, so that's sometimes difficult. But what we feel like uh, the, the partnership has also evolved, and um, really this the emergent community around um, open news and open data, and that convergence of those things, the the source and some of the coverage that uh, Dan Sinker and his team have been able to do are creating a real sense of um, of you know uh, connective tissue with people who are engaged in it as well as providing content for it so uh, the other aspect of what this iteration is for the partnership is a bit of a road show where they're going on and, and, and um, expanding their impact and uh, kind of demonstrating what can what's potential to newsrooms that may not have the sophistication or the technological resources of something like the New York Times um, so we're trying to bridge those gaps more and more with it and the, the partnership works really well because the, the notion of the open web that Mozilla, um, you know, is, a, is a, obviously a, one of the key players in that um, movement aligns really closely with the kinds of things we talked about earlier around First Amendment issues and freedom of speech for us. So, so you've also um, hosted some uh, news challenges mm-hmm. and uh, sort of d- development contests. Pardon? Uh, development contest for software? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the news challenge is something that we've done. Um, uh, this is its. Uh, uh, we had a five year print, uh, five years with uh, twenty five million. We shifted the last couple years where it's become um, uh, much more focused on um, a thematic and being uh, tighter for it. And the idea of the contest is we took a theme. Uh, we moved it to a theme to focus on an area we thought that had the most potential or that the industry should be paying attention to, to address. Um, and so it's been a very successful way of starting to bridge the community of engineers and technologists into news and information systems. So uh, the uh, we've shifted it a couple different times uh, in terms of what the, we know. We've done everything from broadly defined mobile to open government to this last one was health. And uh, each one of those, as we focus those areas, we, we try to build a new community that we're reaching out to and engaging with. So. Which of the uh, projects you've been involved with that um, stood out the most for you? Hmm. Um, from a journalism standpoint in this space, one of the most successful uh, lens we've had is Document Cloud. So Document Cloud um, enables journalists to, or anyone, but primarily built for journalists to take sources and information and upload them, um, PDF files, things that people, other people can annotate. 
Um, so, you know, mass emails, mass uh, amounts of government uh, documentation dumps, um, where instead of having everyone in a separate newsroom do those things, you can annotate it, leave it. Also, it's a secure way for a journalist to keep their records, um, you know, in a, in a space and then and enable collaboration between both journalists and newsrooms on these efforts. And one of the reasons that's worked so well is it was built by two people who, uh, one primarily by someone in the New York Times, and uh, Aaron Pohlhofer and Scott Klein of ProPublica, who really saw a need for it and built it on that need and took journalist culture and um, approaches into account when they're building it. So we've seen that continue to grow, continue to get adopted. Um, but some of our, some of the other exciting things that we have are um, that are more around initiative things. So we've established something called the Prototype Fund, which is thirty-five thousand dollars or less. Um, and we're doing that also as a cohort that's calendar-based where we get 16 to 18 ideas in and uh, we give people two and a half days of human-centered design training uh, to make sure they're building on actual problems as opposed to just creating solutions that may or may not have a problem associated with them. And um, we're doing that as a, um, a cohort as well. You go through the training and then you have a 60 to 90 day window to build out your kind of first version and come back and do a demo day. So that initiative we, we think is, uh, is really demonstrative of what we're trying to do is get everyone much more in a in smaller, faster, more iterative approach and, and creating these engineer coll- collisions that we know innovation comes out of. So there have already been some uh, spin-off benefits from some of these projects, haven't they? Like I believe uh, Backbone JS came yes, out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So in, in, in fact, the, one of the things to your point on Document Cloud was built on Backbone JS, yeah. and that really created a robust open source community around that. And so even if even if Document Cloud hadn't been as successful as it is as a program, the fact that it created this open source community of programmers using that language was a super successful win. For that and uh, those kinds of uh, beneficial things that happen when you do open news and open sourcing is exactly what we want to see. So it creates this ecosystem around it that uh, has a product that's that's doing really well, but also enables all kinds of new ways of thinking and and a, and a really robust community that powers innovation forward from that. So, what's your prediction for news innovation in 2014? Um, <laughs> uh, it's a really a mobile. If you're not paying attention to mobile, uh, you're in trouble. I think uh, I I often say that you that if you screwed up the internet, um, mobile's a do-over. You get to reset with mobile, but it's that window is rapidly closing. So um, you know what that means uh, not only from uh, tablet devices, but also when geolocation really kicks in, combined with social uh, social media. Um, when those things really get going on mobile, I think you're going to see a, a huge new opportunity to do place-based news, news making from there, news production, all based on uh, where you're at and time and space, which is a, a, a really cool new frontier for, for news and information, I think. So if um, someone has a great idea for uh, journalism and they want to pitch it to your prototype fund or get involved with one of your projects, how would they go about that? So it's really easy. We have a web-based uh, uh, approach for it. So it's knightfoundation.org. Um, and you'll see a, a journalism media innovation tab or on the side. And there's a variety of things. We continually have challenges. You can straightforward grant application and a specific prototype um, way to apply. And I'd encourage anyone that has an idea of what they want to do to check that out and, and see if there's anything that uh, we could work together on. What if someone's coming from the journalism side and they're not a coder, but they um, 
they have uh, a clear idea of what they need from these tools? Is, is that um, some, the sort of person you can work with? Yeah, definitely. So that happens a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, usually with, on any team, there's someone who's really good at either the content side or the tech side. Every once in a while, they found each other. But they might have, I mean, we've had plenty of people who need funding to go and hire developers to execute against what they want. So you don't have to have this kind of technical background at all. What you need, what we're really, really looking for is a person who's curious and has a problem that they figured out how to solve. It's a real world problem that they can point to that they've experienced or they can show and they think they have a novel idea of, of solving it and we can help them funding wise but also resource those types of things out. Thank you very much. No problem. Thank you.